Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Osh. And I'm Alejandro. And we are not on location yet with our jar, but we may be soon. <laughs> no jars yet. Yeah, you never know. Our next podcast we may will be, be Mother Den. And drum roll. Yeah, yeah. Den's mother. <laughs> oh, Den's Den mother. mother. <laughs> mother Den. <laughs> it's going to be in our new uh, massage spot. We're going to be sipping on some wine and podcasting. Ooh. We should do like a Kalahari skin, like uh promo like record it and like show the oils we should i love that could be we should i'm so down for that me too guys i have an idea that just came to my head let's hear it what if we do wine wednesdays and podcast so on wednesday evenings drink wine and just talk have a little like you know we don't need to have like a topic to talk about we could just chat i yeah. agree that will like loosen everybody up I yeah love, i like that i like that a lot i've never turned down wine also yeah <laughs> <laughs> another opportunity to tbt to when osh was like oh i'm going on an alcohol cleanse and i was like oh so you're not gonna have your wine during the week and she's like wine doesn't count <laughs> yeah wine doesn't count <laughs> Wine is good for you. It's good for your heart, okay? Oh, really? Yeah. It's also good for you. It has less calories than wine. Truly? <laughs> tequila. Oh, tequila. Um, I said sex. <laughs> <laughs> sex burns the calories. Wine puts it on. Tequila, though. Not a bad choice. Have, has anybody watched Menarca? No. <laughs> Uh, that's the one on the farm right the tequila agave plantations anyway uh in menarca you know a lot of breakups being sent over text being sent over the phone i've talked about it on the podcast before i've been broken (laughs) up with in all different facets in all different ways um what do you guys think is the most appropriate way to break up with someone and how do you know when it's time to end a relationship I'm a non-confrontational person. Agreed. Like if I'm breaking up with someone, it I can only do it via text because I do not know how to put oh, those. Break like, up with people over text. Yeah, no. I have. <laughs> <laughs> For how long that you've been seeing the person? A year and a half, two years. Oh, gosh. No, why 
But this they, person deserved it. This guy was complete trash. Okay. This right. person deserved it. It wasn't like a, he's so sweet, but like, ah, eh, it's fine. I don't really like him anymore. Let me not, let me just text him. No, no, no. He was like a terrible human being. Okay. So I think he deserved, I mean, I could have just ghosted this one, you know, but I did him, um, you know, I, I, I did him some, I did him a favor and I texted him instead of ghosted. So I can't have these confrontational conversations and Oh man, I have my first breakup that I ever had was I was like, okay, I was freaking out about it for the longest time because I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't know how. And so we went to dinner at one of our spots. This is in college. And we went to like this restaurant that we always go to. And I was like, really freaking out, like trying to like get the courage to like say like, Hey, this isn't working. Um, but I finally did. And the response that I got from him was okay. I agree. And I was like, not gonna fight for me or like there's I was like, that was so fucking easy. And then here we are six years later and he still has feelings for me. So do you feel better when it's easy or worse because they let you go so easily? Um, I would honestly feel better if I'm the one breaking up, I want it to be an easy breakup. Like I want them to be like, you know what, that sucks, but like I respect your decision rather than like keeps trying to text me and call me like I don't want that if it was my decision to break up that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I was broken up with a lot but on my one instance where I was the one breaking up I made it so long drawn out and the worst part of this whole story was that I called Brian for advice on breaking up with uh my ex-boyfriend yes yes and Brian was like you just have to go because at this point Brian and I were friends and he was like you just have to do it like they'll feel better you're doing the right thing for everyone not that he had any ulterior motives or anything but oh, no, uh, for yeah, sure not not a single one <laughs> not a not not even half of one <laughs> as he calls me giving me all this therapeutic advice um break up with him now <laughs> It was so drawn out. I tried to do it in person and failed miserably. Like I tried to have this like conversation. I like had prepped myself. I was all ready. No, didn't work. Then I tried a phone call, the phone call also. And like, I would get to the point where I was like, so I like, don't think that this is working out. And then it would be like, yeah. So how do we make it work out? And I was like, well, I just don't think that it is. And like, I just couldn't do it because I was a whip. But then um, eventually I think it ended over text message after I tried in person on the phone and then in text. But I used to get broken up with by phone call. And I think that was actually acceptable. I don't mind a phone call. Okay, like if Brian were to break up with me, Brian would owe it to break up with me in person for sure. But like, if you're, I think in a relationship where it's like very blatantly not working out and like, it hasn't been um, something that was like super monumental in your life. I think a phone call is fine because do you really want to have the conversation in person? Because one, it makes it so much easier for there to be something physical happening between the two of you Two, so much easier to cry when the person is in front of you. It's way harder to have that conversation face-to-face, which is why I think if your relationship is super monumental in your life, then you have to do it face-to-face. But if it's something that like hasn't been going well for a long time, it's not super serious. I think a phone call is fine. I yeah, agree. I agree. It depend on like, you know, the history, how the person made you feel like leading up to the point. Cause 
yeah, I mean, there's like obviously loaded history with however long of a time frame that you're in the relationship for. So you want to like be respectful of that time because like, you know, you were in it for as long as you were and like, right. Yeah. But again, if the person is an asshole, then like, for sure, like that you have to do what you feel is right. And if the most appropriate response is just a text message, then shit, by all means, for sure. As we get older, I think like we have to be stronger advocates for ourselves. And part of that is making tough decisions that may hurt another person's feelings. But in the end, like if it's, if it comes from a place of, you know, truth or honesty or just like, you know, sincerity and not any sort of bad intention, then you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And you can't stay in a relationship for somebody else's benefit. Like if it's not working out for you, then you have to end it. Yeah. For me, like knowing uh, when a relationship needs to end for me, it was at the end of my college relationship. I think it was like the last year. And I was just like, I don't have any attraction to this person anymore. Like it's fine. Like the, it's not like the physical, but just no chemistry with this person. Like he just feels like a best friend or a friend, you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't want to like do anything. Like, it was just like, I didn't want to be touched. Like, I just like was so turned off by him, but I really loved him still like as a friend. So for me, that was like a huge thing that was like, I shouldn't be feeling this way for someone who I'm with. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words because it's fine if you don't want to have sex with someone, but I just never wanted to do it. Like we, I didn't at all, was not turned on by this person at all. Wasn't this your ex that also like thought your breakup was mutual? I thought the breakup was mutual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He definitely thought it was one-sided after I talked about it with him years later. And yeah, the feelings are still there. That's crazy. Six years later. Six years later, and yeah. Isn't that so wild, though? Like, how communication can and cannot work? Like, yes. oh my goodness, like, how wild is it when it's like, you think you're being your most articulate about something so sensitive and so, like, you know, deserving of time and, like, full, like, articulation of whatever you're fucking thinking, and then to have, like, the basic elements of what you're trying to like stand for or be totally misconstrued mm-hmm. and not received like how oh my god I mean what, did you so you realized that six years later so like what were your feelings after you like realized that he there was no comprehension there so it it, it was like a little rocky like so we broke up what I thought was mutual it was actually kind of like taking a break but like also a breakup but then um he wouldn't like uh-huh. stop texting me or calling me like normal, you know, like business as usual, basically. And then I had to be like, Hey, listen, like, this is only going to work for me if we are completely out of touch. Like, I don't, we shouldn't be texting. Like we need to cut this out because I'm now in California. Like I'm just graduated. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I need space. Like that was the whole point of breaking up. So we kind of stopped talking for a little bit and then we started talking again Um, as friends and then we're both back home together and then you know like I think I caught feelings again and I was like oh I want like I want us to get back together or try and then he wasn't in the right space to do that because he just graduated and he was living his life so I kind of got hurt this time that time around and then again when we're back home like a couple years later like we had the same conversation and he 
had feelings for me of I was just really drunk and I did something like I like you know like led him on and when I was like hung over the next morning I was like shoot I shouldn't have said anything like I should have just kept my mouth shut but then I like led him on and then kind of like ghosted him when I came back to LA which was so not cool of me because we have such a long history and you know our like family is all friends like so I like you know he called me out on that and then after that we were like, let's just keep it as friends. And then I would just went back home in February and he had that conversation with me that, you know, I still have feelings for you and I want to try to make this work or I just know that I'm done for good. Um, and my ass, like being back home, like I got so comfortable. I'm like, wow, but this could be perfect. Like, I don't know. Like, I love his family so much. Like I shouldn't be dating someone because of their family, because I love their family. It should be just because of that person you know um so I got a little carried away in it but I was like look I don't know like I live in LA I don't know how we're gonna make it work like it's just gonna be really hard but I'm open to conversations like I'm open to keeping in touch and talking and then as soon as I got back to LA I realized that's not what I want you know I, I he lives at home he works at home that's Botswana like I never I can never see myself moving back to Botswana my otherwise I'd have to say bye to my career I don't want to do a long distance relationship that's like a 10 hour time difference and two continents away like that's not for me I was talking to my therapist about it she was like you need you need to let him know you need to let him know and I just kept pushing it off pushing it off pushing it off that was March I just sent him a text two days ago being like hey I think we should just stay friends like I think that's for the best of our relationship like you know, and I feel bad that I let it on, but I also kind of was just ignoring him, like dodging him for so long because I had so much anxiety, like even bringing that up or like talking about it because I'm such a people pleaser that I'll do anything to like make someone else happy, even if it's like, that's not what I want. But yeah, I finally had the courage to send him that text that was like, yo, this is not gonna, it's not, it's not for me. And how did he respond to that? He didn't. Oh, but I understand because he sent me a text like a week ago being like, I'm coming to America. Like maybe, you know, if you're down for it, let's plan a trip together, um, which is really sweet. But I just had so much anxiety from that text that I was like pushing it off. And I was like, I don't want to even open it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to see it. Like, I'm just so like such a ball of like anxiety, just thinking about it that on Sunday, my cousin forced, she was like, okay open it up let's text him back and like send him a nice message I was like okay and so I did but I'm not expecting a response back like I know what I did him dirty and I take full responsibility of treating someone that I've had history with like that but my anxiety just gets like the best of me and it's just hard for me to have those conversations like as I said I'm a non-confrontational person like even just confronting anyone gives me like it makes me so anxious well, it yeah. sounds like you made a good, like, step in, like, a positive direction and, like, you know, somewhat changing that or, you know, growing out of that. I mean, as tough as that was, I'm sure, like, you had to have felt like a weight lifted off of you. Oh, soul. definitely. Oh, my God, I felt so much better. Whatever his response may be, like, I just feel so much better from all these months of putting it off. Do you feel like the times where you would try to reestablish connection with him um you were feeling like a lull in your dating life and yeah. that's why you went back to yeah because I used to do Definitely. that too like 
I would go back to exes or try to reestablish or something that ended because I was bored or because I wasn't happy with my dating life. Yeah. It's so funny how we go back to something that's comfortable or try to rekindle something because we're not happy with the present. Yeah. That's exactly what it was both times that we, or three, all three times that we tried to like rekindle this. It's, I had been running from something like in America, like a relationship or just had such a terrible time dating around and not meeting the person that just like, you know what, maybe this is my person. Like maybe I just need to learn to deal with this and learn to live with this. And this is just going to be my life. And no, I'm not going to settle for that. He's an amazing person. I'll just tell you that he's amazing. Just like the best human being that I know, but feelings are gone. You know, like it's, it's too late. Like it's been six years. Like I've changed so much in those last six years, like insane that I'm not the same person that I used to be when I was, you know, I don't even know if I was in love with him because I was so young, but when I was with him. Getting back together with exes is so tricky because like there is a reason that it ended And it's hard to push whatever the reason was that it ended. It's hard to see change in whatever the reason was. Yeah. For it to work the second time. Yeah. And if that much time has passed, like you just need to move on, you know, unless if it's like really meant to be. And it's like one of those Hollywood movies that's so dreamy and romantic and magical, but like, this is not it. That's definitely not it. It was just me like settling to make my parents happy one and two, because then I wouldn't have to deal with a stupid dating world ever again. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting that you felt that way when you went home to Botswana, because it was like you were in your element, like with your family, but it doesn't seem like it's something that you think about when you're in California, busy with your career. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's just the comfort of you know, like his family being really close to my family, we live so like literally next door to each other. Like, it's just, it's so easy and so comfortable that when I'm back home, it feels like the right thing to do. But then like, when I'm actually in the real world, like at my own home, like this is just, it's not, it's not something that I see ever happening. Yeah. You could hear it in the tone of how you speak about it too. Like it just, you, like your energy shifts when you're like focusing on the things that you are doing here. It's, yeah. There's like a brightness that radiates. And I think that's really important to keep moving forward with uh, those things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I, I was holding on to it for the longest time because I thought like, like, Oh, it might just be a back. Like, what if I never find anyone? And then I'm fucked. Like, you know, I don't want to grow old to get like by myself or like, you know, I want kids. I want a family. Like maybe like, this is just, the easiest way to do it like I don't have to deal with like being lonely and like in the future but don't ever settle even if it's an amazing human being and but you just are not into them like just don't ever settle you need to be excited and happy about like the person that you're dating it can't just be like ah this will do I agree with that 100% I also think it's interesting that you knew a text would be acceptable because of your history with that person. And I think that that's a great method of analyzing what way of communication can you facilitate the breakup with? Because Mm -hmm. you knew even though it'd been that much history, like a text would suffice because 
it wasn't like a full on breakup at that point. You hadn't seen each other in a while. He had said the thing about coming to California that your text was enough. It said everything yeah. it needed to and it dictated the nature that you want the relationship to be in. To be honest, like when he was having this conversation with me back home, like, oh, you know, like I still have feelings for you. I didn't say anything. Like I wasn't like, oh, I love you too. Or like, I have feelings for you. I was just like, you know what? Like I'm confused about what is happening, but I'm open to continuing like a friendship. Like, complete like you know like I don't want to do anything like I just like I'm just interested in a friendship and like you know keep talking and keep in touch but you give someone you know a little bit like you give someone an inch and they take a mile yeah that's exactly what he went with like okay she's gonna be with me like we're together and that's not the vibes that I was giving off I was mostly like we're friends and we can keep it that way until if I do decide that I want to but yeah I don't You make me think that it's like a good lesson that you can ask yourself, like if you were in that person's shoes, like how would you want to receive this message? And I think that's a really great way to analyze like the best way to convey that message. Like Mm -hmm. if this person was going to say this to you, how would you want to receive it? And for you, like it would be a text. So a text is fine. Um, Yeah. Like I said, for Brian, I would want to do it in person. So I owe him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you guys have been dating for six years, super serious, like are heading towards like building a life together. If knock on wood, nothing's going to happen. But like if hypothetically you were to decide that you wanted something else and going to break up with Brian, like that would be in person because you guys have had such an amazing six years together that, you know, you owe it to that person. That person is your family now, like is a part, it's just an extension of you. But I think if it's someone that you dated a really long time ago and there's nothing happening between you guys, a text is just fine. Alejandro, it would be the same for you that you would need to do it in person with your boyfriend for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like how family has been mentioned, you know, a few times in this episode when you're in a relationship with someone, it's like you invite them to, you know, meet family members. And that's like a huge step in any relationship. So mm-hmm. just that alone is like a huge indication of like, you know, being able to embrace another person uh, so intimately and on that level, in addition to the many other levels, for sure. But after that taking place, it's very responsible, I think, to, you know, respect each other and like, give the person the courtesy of like having a serious conversation like that in person plus you guys live together so you would definitely have to do that in person right. <laughs> you just text and be like ah oh, i think we're done here so uh either you leave or i leave but i'm just gonna text you about it <laughs> the family stuff is such a good point because it makes me think of friendships too and like how much your friend groups become intertwined when you've been dating for that long that it's almost like you have to break up with the friend groups too for sure that's what happened uh, with this guy um, that I was dating in college. Our friend groups became intertwined and I had to break up with the, I mean, it was his friends because I transferred to his school. Um, so it, they were all his friends. So we, when we broke up, well, I thought they were like my best friends too, because it'd been three years, but um, they kind of just followed him and I was left with none of them. And, and I'm happy it ended up being that way because those weren't my people to begin with, you know? This was at and, Purdue? Uh-huh, yeah. Where did you transfer from again? Wisconsin. And I made my best friends in Wisconsin. You know, I had my crew. Except when you met me and Alejandro. Oh, yeah. Then I, like, really met my crew. <laughs> I met my real crew. 
The one that I did text though, like for an actual official breakup was, um, we got into a fight and I was already looking for an, an excuse to break up with him because he was just a terrible human being, but I didn't have the nerve or balls to be like, we need a breakup. So I waited until he had his like next like blow up and he like blew up about something. And I was like, you know what? You can't treat me like that. You can't talk to me like that. And he's been doing that for so long that I was like, whatever, like, you can't talk to me like this ever again. I'm like, I'm done. So I like hung up the phone. And then I went home for a month and had some family time, didn't talk to him. As soon as I came back um, to Chicago, he was in SF. Um, he was like, text me. He was like, hey, like, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I think, you know, we should like get on a phone call. And I was like, this manipulative ass is going to make me get back together with him. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. But then I got on the phone call and I was like, look, like, this is where I stand. I'm not budging. And he was like, yeah, like, I don't ever want to come between you and your family. Like, it was just like a whole thing. And he was being genuine about it. And he didn't even try after that. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, I I felt so upset when um I went through my breakups in high school. And now I feel like, I owe them such a thank you. It's like, you don't realize like sometimes the favor people are doing you by breaking up with you. And like, I owe them a thank you for that, even though it was like some of the hardest parts of my life. Yeah. You don't realize it in the moment. You're like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. But But then sometimes, I mean, there have been situations where like guys I've dated, like it just felt so right to just end it and like move on. And you know, you just got to move with that faith that like what it is, like the decision that you've made is the best one for yourself. Because at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves. Exactly. You going to do a promo of the book again? I was thinking about it. But then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's overkill. Let me, let me stop. <laughs> Can never like, be overkill. No, right. <laughs> uh, there needs to be her publicist. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> 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 it'll be my my segue into tiktok so it'll just be like me doing readings of like different entries oh like, my god wait i would actually really love that that would be kind of you hmm. should do it why don't you do it we could use some tiktok content from other people besides osh yeah yeah please help me out <laughs> ding dong oh my goodness I'll, I'll hypothesize on that some more that could be really funny you should be you know how i told you you look like an owl that one time you should do it in your owl yeah. voice oh my god there was this audition tape that i did um just last week and the description of the character was this gay twink in a blonde wig and underwear basically like scantily clad and like super spicy i I don't know why that (laughs) anyway um there was so in this scene there was like um a really intense fight that was taking place between the characters and the one that i was auditioning for had a knife so i had this like dinky little like pink <laughs> knife just like in my hand like in the thing and i was just like mm, just try, trying to do my little like moment in the zoom screen it was just so hilarious but what was the point of this ah reading trying different characters it was like a wig moment i don't know I, I think we have some ideas percolating now. So. I had an audition with a knife today, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. What color was yours? <laughs> oh, I brought out a black steak knife. Oh. I wasn't screwing around. She was, like, a model type who seduces people and then, like, goes crazy and stabs her boyfriends. Hmm. Wow. Watch that out, sounds Brian. like Lauren. <laughs> yeah. 
You better get that role, girl. <laughs> it's written for you. <laughs> I was telling my manager about it and she was like, yeah, like I see that for you, like baby face killer. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's what I get every day. Honestly, I think it's a really good change from like girl next door and like, you know, or like mean girl. Like I think that like uh, psycho baby face killer would is your next one. Honestly, mean girls are all psychos, aren't they? They are. They are. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) it's been another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.